Hello, hello. Welcome back to Coffee Stain EDU Podcast. This is your host, Geneva Rodriguez. We are coming to you with episode 21, which is titled Setting the Tone for the School Year. And I know in New York City, we do not start to September, so I know that's the last thing on your mind out here. But there are other states and school districts that start way before us, um, but they do end before us. So, um, And I just wanted to come out with this episode so that I can cater to all listeners. I have been checking my um, the data for the podcast and I realized that I have listeners all over the U.S. So thank you for that. Thank you for listening. Thank you for tuning in. Thank you for your feedback, your suggestions. They have been amazing and so helpful. Um, I am coming into my first year as a podcaster. Podcaster? Yeah, I guess. <laughs> Um, in October would be my first year, so I'm super excited. Um, hopefully you've had the opportunity to check out all my episodes. I have posted an episode menu on my website as well as uh, the social media platforms that I've been using. You can find us on Instagram at coffeestains underscore edu. That's coffeestained underscore edu. And I also have a website which is coffeestains.org coffeestains.org you can find the episodes you can find resources and um, on instagram you can keep up to date with any new episodes again you could reach out to me my email is geneva rodriguez 30 at gmail or you can dm me on any of the social media platforms that you have me on so that you can just reach out holla ask for tips and advice um i have an email an email newsletter that goes out so if you would like to be added to that newsletter you can let me know by sending me your email information your contact information i'm sorry so this episode is titled setting the tone for the school year this episode is going to be for teachers administrators um, any school staff i guess um, i could have just put that under the bracket of um, instead of saying just teachers school staff so i'll say that school staff (laughs) administrators and families uh if you haven't heard any of my other episodes uh i usually start off with letting you guys know that i do not edit my content so how i record it is how you're going to get it and i decided to do that to stand true to myself and just to let you to let you know that i'm real i'm human i'm flawed i make mistakes and i feel that Um, I don't really need to edit the information. I want you to get me for who I am, my personality, what I bring to the table, what I offer through my podcast is just authentic. It's authentic. It's me. It's who I am. It's my story. It's my experience. And I just choose to share it on this platform with people who are open to receiving it. So thank you to the listeners and um, anyone who has listened to my podcast, who has found it. Um, beneficial to them and has and they have been able to apply it to their life that is my goal with my podcast with my episodes I try to keep it 25 minutes or less Uh, past couple of episodes haven't been so because I did a few series that required a little bit more time and information so they were a little longer but ideally my goal for the podcast and every episode is to keep it 25 minutes or, be- or or less because i know we are busy i live in new york so you already know it's all fast paced we just up 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 and always going and 
we don't really got time to be sitting around listening to uh, an, an hour pack a podcast right in one sitting so i try and i know some people their attention span is really short and they need to be engaged um <laughs> and drawn in to the content so i try to be mindful of all of that and all the listeners and cater to their needs so my episodes i try my best to keep them 25 minutes or less that way you can listen to it while you're driving maybe you on the train maybe you on the bus maybe you're cooking maybe you're cleaning maybe you're working out whatever um and i feel like that was a decent time to try to keep them at i share information i related i connect it to my personal experiences and then i try to end each episode with a challenge I want my episodes to be meaningful and helpful and I want you to take something out of it. I just don't want you to be listening to listen. I don't like to talk just to talk to hear my voice. I'm sharing information because I want you to be able to use it and apply it to your everyday life. I also share that I, while this is an educational podcast, my background is not just education. I have um, had other experiences and and careers, jobs, yada, yada, yada. I'm a mom, right? I'm not just an administrator. I'm not just an educator. So I try to share information that a majority of you can um, benefit from. I take something from it or maybe share with somebody you think can benefit from it. So I try to keep that in mind with every episode. Again, some episodes might not, that might not be the case. Like I did some, a series on um, the Danielson rubric, which obviously is catering to teachers. I did um, a series on the tenure binder with a teacher tenure um, prog- process. And I leaned more towards the New York City framework. But again, talking to other educators, other school districts, administrators, I realized that the framework is pretty similar across the board with what they are asking of you. But again, that leans towards education. Anyway, so I'm already six minutes in, so I'm going to stop yappy, yappy, yapping and get right into it. So this episode is called Setting the Tone for the School Year. Again, DOE, New York City Department of Education. We start in September, but it's always, I think it's always a great idea to start setting the tone early, right? Um, I always try to recommend, and also for myself, to reflect on the school year as soon as it ends. Um, Having my coffee, that sip was amazing. Um, So, for anyone listening to this, I would say, well, if you're in the education system, right? Or even if you're in any job, reflect on your practices. Reflect on the previous year and what happened. So let's say we're about to go into the 2023-2024 school year. So as a teacher, administrator, family member, let's look at 2022-2023 school year, the school year that just was just that we just wrapped up, right? Let's reflect. The only way we can improve and become better at what we do and not repeat certain things is to reflect on what we did the previous year or what we did in the previous situation, right? So reflecting on your own practices, reflecting on some do's and don'ts, reflecting on something that you learned, something you grew um, grew in, maybe something that you didn't do so great that you would want to improve in, right? And jot these things down. I think it's important to have some type of written documentation because you can always go back to it. Keeping it in our brain is not realistic, is not an ideal way so that you, um, it's not an ideal way to try to reflect and improve, right? If we write it down, 
it's it's there it's 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 reality as well right we have it on paper it's visible we can read it we can speak it it's what it's reality it's what it's your truth it's what happens and it also will help you to be able to read it and see it um, it's different from keeping it in your head saying and then saying it out loud and then writing it on paper right it's it's all received differently and I also feel like each one has a different impact right so if you keep it in your head it's like okay it's safe it's in there it's not out in the world yada 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 it's a little bit more you could you know it's you can handle it right it's manageable whatever you speak it out it's like all right this is real this is actually something that has happened um i'm saying it i can hear myself say it um so you you're facing it a little bit more on paper for me it's like you're being held accountable um, you know, it also, it's like you're, you're releasing it from your, your, yourself and you're, you're putting it on the paper, if that makes sense. Um, again, however you believe it, however, whatever system works for you, I can only speak about me and my experiences and what has worked for me and what I have seen work for my immediate friends, family, and coworkers. So, Right. Write it down on a piece of paper, write it in a notebook, write it in your journal, type it out on your computer, or on your phone, in your notepad, reflect on the previous year, maybe write two, you know, do two charts. I, I love lists. I love to be organized. It helps um, me manage everything that's going on and whatever is in my control, right? I can handle it. Um, and I just like things to be a little bit more organized and um, clear so I can see it in front of me and I am able to tackle it in an effective way again for me that's that's what works for me so maybe making a list uh, reflecting on last year maybe um some good things that happened last year not so and, and maybe some not so great things that happened maybe you can use a list such as maybe do's and don'ts the do's that you you know that you that you would continue to do that you did last year that actually worked and the don'ts things that you did last year and you realize oh it wasn't so great it wasn't my best work um, I didn't really have great judgment when it came to that. And these are things I do not want to repeat next year. Okay. So whatever that looks, list looks like for you, or maybe it's just a journal entry. Maybe it's a paragraph, right? You reflected on last year. Last year, I realized I did this. Um, and I really felt it was great because, right? You want to know, you want to have reasons. You want to justify it. Why was it great? Why was it something that you feel good about? Why do you feel like it was a positive thing? And then shifting towards, um, I didn't, I did this and it was not that great because, right? Right? And then the reason why I say you should have because and, and, and reasons why, because that helps you lean towards improving that area. Right. So it's an area if it's an area that needs an area of growth or something that you don't want to repeat again. Why don't you want to repeat it again? What made it not so great? And then maybe that would help you also determine and now start brainstorming how you can improve that. Right. How can you 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 shift it into something positive? So I would suggest starting off with reflecting on what you did last year that you don't want to repeat this year or what you did last year that you felt that really worked or what you did, something you did that you felt like, okay, it was good, but I can really, I can work hard, better on it or something like that, right? So setting the tone for the school year will help you do that. I mean, well, in, in the process of setting the tone for the school year, one of the steps should be reflecting on your last year's do's and don'ts or, um, areas of growth, areas uh, of improvement. 
So as a teacher, I would think these are some things that you should start thinking about with setting the tone for the school year, right? Again, enjoy your summer. Of course, I ain't knocking that. I'm not saying that next episode is going to be on pacing yourself to avoid the burnout, right? I did an episode towards the beginning of my beginning of the podcast. I'm trying to scroll up to see what episode that was. It was a little far. far. Okay, so it was episode eight. So it was really in the beginning and I had um, Nicole she was um, a, a guest speaker she is a specialist when it comes to wellness and self-care she actually um, hosts uh, she does PDs hostess host <laughs> you know what I'm trying to say yo <laughs> she does PDs in the DOE schools and other schools uh, she just knows all about self-care and, and strategies and things you can put in place throughout the day. A lot of people don't think self-care is important and they underestimate the power of breathing and, and certain techniques you can do throughout the day that can help you. So that was episode eight. Check that out when you get a chance. I, it was very helpful. Also on the, epi- um, on the episode, on the website, I put um, some resources aligned to that episode. And this episode, you know, it's, Talk, it's gonna talk about sorry that next episode not this episode that we're talking about right now <laughs> I got a little confusing um, it was a little confusing sorry so this episode is setting the tone for the school year but next episode is gonna be pacing yourself to avoid the burnout I'm gonna talk a little bit about episode 8 with Nicole and all about the self-care there but that episode is gonna tap in a little bit and is gonna tap into how to pace yourself throughout the year and the summer to avoid the burnout, right? You don't want to get to the point where you're already burned out and then you're trying to figure out, okay, what can I do now? Or you feel like you're on the verge of burnout burnout, and now you're dealing with it, right? There's effective things you can do. There's there's, um, strategies and um, things you can do to organize your life, to pace yourself. That way you don't get burnout or you don't get to the point where you need to implement additional self-care or you need to take a a vacation or you need to take a mental health day right there are things you can do to pace yourself and and that involves the summer that involves vacations and i know some people don't like to work during those times that i get you whatever whatever works for you but i'm going to talk about how that has worked for me and other people that i know um in general so um let's go back into this so as i was saying you want to set the tone for the school year and you don't want to wait to the last minute. So with that being said, if your school year ends in May, you might want to start thinking about it in June, reflecting back in your year, what are some do's and don'ts. And you don't have to go hard and full and full throttle preparation for the next school year, right? Because everybody works differently. You got to figure out a system that works for you. And that's going to probably involve a lot of trial and error, right? So for some people, when the information is fresh in their head, they like to start early, right? They start, if school, for example, ends in May, they're already starting in June planning. They're going school shopping. They're planning. They're buying stuff. They're setting their calendar. They're pacing their curriculum. They're looking at the curriculums. They're planning their assessments. Um, they're thinking about the classroom management. Um, they're preparing the teacher news. They're, they're back to school newsletter for parents. Um, they're thinking about how they're going to set up their classroom, right? So there's a this, and then some people wait till the end of the summer. They're like, oh no, I just need to like not think of work. School's out. Walk out that school. They go to the beach. They're chilling with their family. Like they're not thinking about work at all until school's about to start, right? 
So again, whatever system works for you, I'm not knocking any style because everyone is different and I know that, but you need to figure out what works best for you, right? Think of if you start planning early, what does that do? Do you feel like you're more productive? Do you feel like you, you are in a better mental space when it goes back, when you go back to school? Um, do you have to tap back into that, right? Or do you, do you feel better when you are, you just think, don't think of school, don't do anything related to it. And then you have like a week or two before school starts and then you start planning everything. How does that mentally prepare you? How does your body feel? And you might have to try different ways to see what works best for you. Um, some people just stick to what they've done because it's familiar, but that doesn't always work, right? That doesn't always mean that it's the best situation for you or the best technique for you. So you need to figure that out, what works best for you. But teachers, when you're setting the tone for the school year, um, some things that you should think about are your classroom expectations, right? So again, if you are a seasoned teacher, you might have things that you might have things that work for you, um, or you might have things that don't work for you. If you're a new teacher, this is going to be all brand new to you. So my suggestion would be is to do your research, speak to other teachers. What are some classroom expectations? And the first thing I would say is before all of that is talk to your school, right? Talk to your administrators, talk to teachers in the school, see what, what are the systems and structures in place that are expected in the classrooms, right? Because every school has different things. Some principals give you the free will to set the tone for your classroom. Some schools say, okay, I want you to use this type of system, this point system, right? Um, so you want to make sure that you know what's the overall expectations of the, in the school, right? What is the school expectations before you dive into your classroom? Because there might be some systems that you need to align your classroom management to. Um, so figure that out first. But these are things you should be thinking about, right? Like setting the tone. You want to think about the classroom expectations because we all know learning is not going to happen if you don't have systems, systems and structures in place. Teachers try to jump right into the curriculum early on. That's why in our school we have a whole week, depending, you know, whatever the needs are um, for systems and structures, right? Setting the routines for the schools. So I'm set, setting the routine for the school year and for the classes. And also keep in mind that those things are going to have to be revisited. Just because you touch base on that the first week of school, the second week of school, does not mean that the kids are going to have it down pat. So consistency is going to be key, right? Just like for you, you know, it takes time for you to learn a certain skill or to learn a new curriculum or to learn um, the expectations um, in your school students are the same so you need to provide them with that consistency and that clear structure provided them with clear expectations and modeling what that looks like for them that's very important so 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 setting that up right set that up early draft out something of how that looks right what and remember that might that might not that's not set in stone that might not always work for your kids you not you might come into the school year and realize oh shoot this worked for my kids last year but this doesn't work for these kids these are totally different kids which is okay because we know no two kids are the same right and it might be easier for you to be like oh i used this system last year it worked boom my work is done baba done no you need to be mindful and be and and and, and the mindset of a teacher should, should be that you need you might need to switch things up something might not always work you might start the beginning of the year and notice um in the second month the third month that this doesn't work for your kids right so you might need to switch to something else but always having at least some type of outline of classroom expectations i also feel that it would be important to um set some professional and personal goals 
right? We, we shouldn't just be going cruise control through the school year. We should set some professional goals and some professional goals for ourselves. I mean, personal goals, right? Your professional goal might be you want um, to improve in your collaboration with your grade, or you might want to improve in one of your rubrics. Um, sorry, in one of the components of the of the rubric that you're being rated on when you get observed, right? It could be something to that extent. I'm just going to give those two examples. You have an idea. You are professional. <laughs> um, personal goals might be for something for yourself. Um, I want to wake up a half hour earlier a day so that I can do my stretching or I can do my meditation. Um, or something um, I want to eat healthier or I want to dress differently or I'm going to... Uh, you know, give two or three compliments a day to, to, um, to a day. That's going to be a goal. I don't know something. I think I feel like goals are important. It helps you grow as a person, and um, you should set some professional and personal goals. So start thinking about that to set the tone for the school year. I like that. Um, you know, we have the school year. Some people wait to the New Year's, the New Year's to set new. Um, how do you say it? Goals or New Year's resolutions, as they as we call it. Um, and for school, I think. I mean. As a teacher, the fact that you have the summer off and you have that time to kind of like reflect or think about what you want to do or you want to improve in or how you want to come better, be a better version of yourself for the school year, I think it's a perfect time to set professional and personal goals as well. Because then you come into the school year and you can start those and you can try to implement them and um, just improve yourself, your overall well-being. Think about relationships with staff parents students and administration right so this is all about setting the tone for the school year how do you want those relationships to look are you happy with the way the relationships were last year the year before that uh, is there something that you can change so you feel like you're you you know you 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 allowed your personal feelings or emotions to, to um, interfere with your professional relationships right these are all things you should think about um, your relationships with your students do you feel like you can be a little bit more um, understanding a little bit more patient or maybe you um you feel that you were too soft or you were too uh, personal with them and you want to set some boundaries right and you want to be a little bit more professional again this is this is all a moment of reflecting when you're setting the tone for the school you just want to reflect on everything right and, and schools we know are all about relationships 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 so think about the relationships with your staff. Think about relationships with parents, students, and administration. How do you want those things to improve? What are some things you might want to continue to do or some things you might want to change, okay? Um, familiar, familiarize yourself with, your, with the curriculum. What are you working on? I know a lot of schools are shifting to new curriculum, not by choice. It was mandated. So you have to, you know, you, you have these new curriculums coming out. Um, and I know that might bring a lot of nerve, like, like anxiety, uh, maybe nervousness, uh, feeling uncertain. Your confidence might be a little, you know, I don't know, rocky um, because a new curriculum could be scary, right? You know, even as an administrator, I have to become familiar with whatever grade I am supervising and the content that they're teaching in the classroom, right? Because how can I effectively supervise teachers if I don't know that content right and that's something that I am constantly working on and part of my my long-term goals right or even short-term goals for that matter because they might change from year to year um, the curriculum or the grades I supervise so for me to familiarize myself with the curriculum is 
always something that I try to work that I try to work on as well throughout the year in the summer even during the school year you know I'm about to go into an observation I have to look up what I'm going to see in the classroom right so it's always important to know know what's going on in those grades so as a teacher you need to know right you're com you're gonna be conf more confident in your delivery if you know the content that you're teaching right if you have looked at it before you're familiar with the format what's expected of you right so that will help set the tone for the school year become familiar with the curriculum become familiar with the planning come become familiar with the assessments that you're going to be providing to students after each module lesson yada 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 right um, that those things are very very important to do to set the tone for the school year you um, I, the biggest thing for me would be those professional and personal goals thinking about those things right you also want to think about your um, meet the teacher newsletter that's going to be your parent relationships right maybe last year you didn't feel that you were too you didn't have a great relationship with your parents this year you want to step into that so work on that this episode is definitely going to be longer than 25 minutes because I'm already into 24 minutes. And I know because I said that whole beginning intro thing about um, the episodes and the podcast. So this is going to be a little bit longer. So, you know, as far as administration, the, the goals are going to somewhat be similar to a certain extent as teachers, right? You want to set goals and expectations. You want to be organized. As administrator, you need to be organized. That is like the biggest thing. And, and um if you're a teacher and you're planning on going into a role of leadership my goal is to become organized find a system that works for you be open to new systems um each year might be different right i'm still learning i'm going into my third year as an administrator and um i'm constantly thinking of new ways to become organized and i love google i'm not gonna front like google is my best friend i remember when i first started i hated it um it was because i wasn't familiar with it but now i love it i use it for everything it's a great way to organize everything that you do so for example i i lead you know attendance team i, lo I lead the special education team um the crisis team right um so i have folders for all of that um and within those folders i have folders so i have like the meeting agenda i have the meeting notes i have next steps i have any tips resources that we share during the meeting so it's a great way a digital a great digital way to organize everything so i would suggest that i mean some you might have a different system whatever works for you if you if you are like to use microsoft word and that works for you fine if you like to use hard copies using a binder with dividers that's fine right just find a system that works for you some people like to use their outlook and they just create folders on the side and they just plug in everything there again whatever works for you i'm a google girl so i rock with that so this year i i try i'm trying the rocket let me make sure i say that name right it's called the rocket book it's like a dry eraser notebook and then you can scan your take a picture of your notes and then it uploads to you have to download the rocket book um, app and then it'll download and save into wherever you want so i already create already created a google folder that says my digital notes and within that folder i'm going to have other tabs <coughs> that's going to organize those notes so if i go into a meeting a cabinet meeting with my principal in the other administration i'm going to have a folder for all those notes 
if I go to an attendance meeting, I'm going to have that all the notes. If I have a teacher meeting, an observation meeting, I'm going to have those notes in there. So this is for me. Um, I'm going to try this this year. Let's see, because I usually use regular notebooks and I just write down all my notes and I realize that I go into like two or three notebooks for the year, which is fine. Um, but I wanted to see if this was be, this will be an efficient way, um, or more organized way if I do. And again, it might not work for me, right? I'm going to probably st I'm gonna start it in the beginning of the year. It's a new system for me. And um, I'm going to see if it works. And if it doesn't, then I go back to what was working for me before, my notebooks. But you want to figure out a way that, or for me, I also like, um, you want to figure out a way, sorry, you want to figure out a way to be organized. Because that's important. You know, you have a lot of follow-up, you have a lot of meetings, you have a lot of deadlines, you have priorities, so you want to be organized. I also use my Outlook um, calendar, which is my best friend. So whenever I have a meeting... I plug it in right there. Whoever, if I have any attendees, I add them to it. So it's a great way to just keep track of all my meetings. I have it on my phone so I can pull it up on my phone. I get a little alert. I always set an alert at least 15 to 20 minutes before that meeting. Sometimes I set an alert for an hour, depending. And I get a reminder right on my phone because I always have my phone with me. So um, I know some people use like paper calendars. That's fine. As long as you, you're good on being reminded to check your calendar because you're not going to get a little ding <laughs> that your meeting is starting right on that paper calendar. So that might work for some people because they got so used to that way, that old school, I say that's an old school way. Um, the digital way is so easy because so many things happen as an administrator and um, you're pulled in all different directions. You know, you can have two or three meetings set up, but you might be stuck in that first meeting and you cannot get out of that first meeting. So you have your reminders on your phone. It it dings you, it reminds you, and you have an opportunity to reach out to whoever you had that meeting with to cancel, to reschedule, to let them know you're running late. So I think it's a great way to be organized for an administrator because you have so much things going on. Also reflecting on your prior year, do's and don'ts. Like I said, um, I felt like I, used, I was using a lot of different notebooks. Um, I had like three, I think, I think I was going into three this year. Um, but the rocket book is a dry eraser notebook, right? So um, this is something I want to try differently, okay? I surveyed my um, the teachers that I was supervising, and they gave me some feedback on how uh, on the things I've done well. So that's going to help me continue doing those things, right? And even try to step it up a little bit more. And then there were some things they felt that I could have worked on. So I'm reflecting on that. And you know, sometimes feedback, you, you don't receive it that well. And it, is, it says a lot about you, right? So if you, if you receive feedback and it doesn't sit well with you, ask yourself, why doesn't it sit well with you, right? Uh, maybe you're like you're really hard on yourself. You're a perfectionist, right? Or maybe you think that you were doing well in those areas and you weren't because someone called you out on it, right? So it does take a lot to be able to reflect on that. But feedback is such is such a great tool. There's so much power in in receiving feedback and what you can do with it to improve yourself. And I'm not only talking about your professional life in your in your personal life too. Um, and that's a journey I'm on right now because like professionally, I feel like I'm great when it comes to feedback. I can receive it. I can change that thing. I can apply you know new new ways to improve um yada 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 but when it comes to my personal it's not that like I think I struggle in that and that's that's something for me and my journey that I'm dealing with now and that's not this podcast maybe it'll be next like not really because this is a professional podcast <laughs> my bad I go on rant sometimes as you know but anyways um reflect on the prior year your do's and don'ts what do you want to do 
um, that you did last year? What don't you? What do you want to avoid doing that you did last year? What do you want to improve on? So again, um, I did an episode on the power of feedback, episode twenty, and I think it's great if you receive feedback from people you work with because it helps you grow as an individual. Okay, um, of course, if that's what you're ready for. Families, I'm gonna wrap it up with families. Okay, to all the mamas and daddies, grandmas and grandpas, aunties and uncles, people that are raising kids that are in school, people that are taking care of kids and have responsibilities of kids, of kids. <laughs> Set goals and routines, it's very important, right? Please do not, parents, I repeat, please do not wait to that first, that, that last week of summer to start setting these routines and structures that drives me crazy if you know you were letting your kids stay up to 11 o'clock 12 o'clock because there's no school it's summertime and school's about to start in september and you wait till last week of august to start getting them back on those routines you are setting yourself up for chaos for headaches for pushback for all of that so start slow start slow if you know school's about to start in september you got your kid going to bed 2 o'clock in the morning, 1 o'clock in the morning, whatever, and you know that bedtime is 8.30 on a school night, slowly start making the bedtime earlier, like in mid-August, right? Boom, August 20th comes. All right, bedtime is gonna, it's not going to be 1 o'clock no more. It's going to be 12 o'clock or it's going to be 12.30. Do that for like a week. That way it's not like a, you're pulling something away from them and now you're the enemy and now there's going to be a lot of pushback and resistance, right? Think smart about it. Slowly start taking away some time so that they get up to that 8.30 again gradually and it's not such an aggressive change or shift in their schedule. Um, and that is something that I'm going to be working on too because I know I've been letting Dominic stay up to whatever time. Sometimes he's up way past me. Um, it is summertime. He's relaxing. He's enjoying. Fine. But yeah, I'm going to set those goals. And also setting goals and routines throughout the school the school week is so important, okay? Like setting a routine for showers, time for showers, time for, for, for um, reading, right? You want to make sure you throw in some reading. You want kids to enjoy reading and don't make it like it's a task or a punishment, right? Make it fun. Set goals and rewards for reading. Maybe have a reading time for you and your children, right? You want to set that time. You want to have routines for bedtime. Um, you want to have routines for waking up, um, for dinner time. It's going to make your life easier and it's going to make their life easier. And it's preparing them for the real world. This, the world we live in is all about routines and structure and time and time management, right? And being organized. So why not prepare them now that they're younger and setting these routines from it? It's going to make your life easier and their life easier. All right. So I'm already into 34 minutes, which is cool because this was very, um, this, this episode was packed with important information for everyone everyone teachers staff administration and families so this is this episode was episode 21 setting the tone for the school year and i'm going to wrap it up with a challenge so teachers i challenge you to start drafting your meet the teacher newsletter think about what you want in that newsletter um you want to put contact information the times you're available again you might not have all that information yet but at least you have a template. Um, share some information about you. We, you know, families, and I say us, we want, because I'm a mom, we want to feel a connection with the staff that's gonna be working with our kids how many hours a day, you know? Like, 
most of the day you're with my kid i want to know that i can trust you that you're human that that we can make a connection so share a little bit about yourself share a little bit about your expectations for the school year share about what how you're going to build a relationship with the with the children with the kids um and open a line of communication with parents whether you use your personal, not personal email, your school email, whether you create a Google phone number, right? Um, schools should have parent engagement time. Um, you might, might want to speak to administration about their, their, their protocol or their um, requirements for parent engagement. Um, you might want to set up times to meet with your parents um, in the beginning just to get to know all your parents, right? You want to maybe survey parents, um, which could be a great way to, you could put that in your meet the teacher the first week of school. You might want to share a survey um, about communication with parents, what their expectations are. Are there any concerns they might have? Are there any weaknesses or strengths that they know within their child? Is there something they want you to work on or be mindful of when it comes to working with their child? Right. This is all important stuff. Um, you also want to, um, bef before I go into the admin challenge, you might want to um, survey your kids, right? Um, survey the students the first week of school, their preferences, their strengths, their weaknesses, what they need from you, what they want from you, what, how they view school, what's their favorite subject, what's their least favorite subject, right? What's it, it might be because it's a hard subject for them. It's not, you know, it's not fun, it's not engaging. So that can be something you can use when you're planning your instruction. Make it fun and engaging because you know some kids are not a fan of that subject, right? So you can use all this information to improve your practices. For administration, um, my challenge for you would be um, plan ahead on one on one new thing you would like to try as a leader so if you plan if you know if your goal is to create more to create stronger relationships with staff right and not only staff that you're supervising but staff all the staff in the school focus on that think of how you're going to tackle that if your goal is to um, increase parent involvement or parent communication or in, in um, engagement in school how you're going to tackle that if your goal is to be more seen in the classrooms or in the hallways by teachers and staff i mean by staff and students how are you going to do that right if your goal is to be more involved in the classroom with lessons activities how are you going to do that so think planning ahead think of one thing you would like to try as a leader maybe it might be something a little bit more personal like uh your your communication um, techniques or strategies or maybe being a better listener active listener um, maybe not cutting people off when they talk allowing other people to talk right listening more whatever so like this is um, I think I just said listening but I repeated it but I think that's that's an important one <laughs> families my challenge for you is to set a school week schedule like I just said maybe you want to write a template out you want you might want to go to the dollars to buy a calendar you might want to type something up draw it write it you may might, might, might want to make it a fun family activity create a schedule with your kids and it should have the week school week it should have all the expectations like I said um, bedtime baths 
homework time, reading time, but you also want to throw in some fun time. So like I said, you might want to do a fun reading activity with your family. You might want to do some SCL, social, emotional, um, mindfulness activities, right? Maybe that's some breathing. Maybe that's some movement, maybe making us a meal together. You want to throw in some family time because those routines and schedules can become so overwhelming and um, can cause division and tension between the family. Okay, so that is episode 21, setting the tone for the school year. I hope that was um, helpful for you. I hope that you are able to use this episode, pull something out of it and apply it to your, um, your life. So this is your host, Geneva Rodriguez. Thank you for joining us on Coffee Stains EDU podcast. You could find us on Instagram, coffeestains underscore EDU. You can email me at GenevaRodriguez30 at gmail.com. Our website is www.coffeestains.org. And it's a wrap.